It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Welcome to another episode of Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. I am your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners. My name is Mike Bernard. Thanks for being with us. With me in the KFG studio, certified financial planners, my business partners and friends, Josh Gregory and Kevin Corhorn. Well, friends, it is the heart of baseball season. So I have a baseball analogy for you to apply to your financial life. Okay. Have you ever felt like life is throwing you nothing but curveballs in your financial life? Curveballs and sliders. You just want a fat pitch right out over the plate that you can hit out of the park, and you're getting nothing but garbage thrown at you. Well, there's hope if you're feeling that way. Today on the Wise Money Show, we're going to teach you how to hit the financial curveball in your life. That's right. That's right. If you have any questions, like what in the world are you guys talking about, <laughs> you can reach out to us a few different ways. Call or text 574-222-2000. You can call or text 574-222-2000. You can find us online, wisemoneyradio.com. Submit questions right there as well as catch up on previous episodes. And speaking of YouTube channel, just search Wise Money Radio. You can subscribe to it. You can share it. All that sort of stuff right there. Every episode's right there on the YouTube channel as well. You can find us Facebook and Twitter. You know, it is probably ironic that we're using a baseball analogy yeah. to try to... What do we know about hitting a curveball? So did you play... Kevin, did you play Big Rapids T-ball or, ba- or Little League growing I up? did. I played T-ball, pitching machine, coach pitch, player pitch. Um, it, yeah. Did you ever pitch? I, I did in my backyard. I never did on the actual baseball diamond itself. We grew up listening to the Tigers, and that was when... Um, Alan Trammell. Yeah, Alan Tr- Sweet Lou and Alan Trammell. But you listened to Al K-Line. Yeah. You know, I, can't, I can't remember. The radio announcers were awesome. But that's, that's when... I mean, my favorite memories were being in my uncle's dairy barn, milking the cows, and listening to the Tigers because everyone followed the Tigers. It was a very different time, so there wasn't mm-hmm. social media. Uh, you only had one phone, and it was wired to your wall. And so... <laughs> So, Josh, you were closer to Tiger Stadium growing up. Did I was, you, yeah. Did you play baseball growing up? I played a little bit. My The highlight of my baseball career was a grand slam in T-ball. Come on. It was all downhill from there. You though. mean you were just the last batter. They, they do that. That's, that's how they do it. <laughs> because, and I know this. So I now coach. So it's interesting we're bringing this up. And, and last night, I'm just going to tell you, I coach, I coach Carrington softball. I coach Kipe's little league, uh, T-ball team. And Carrington's team got her first win, and, and us coaches, we we had a little scuffle. One of the, one of the coaches took exception to one of to the last call. Carrington actually hit with two outs. Game was tied. She hit and drove in the final run and made it just barely safe on first. And the coach didn't call her out. The coach thought she was turning to go second when she just stopped running. And it was we got into a little tussle, but that's all right. <laughs> but I'm I'm not. Did you oh. get ejected? 
No, no, no. I was very polite. In fact, one of the other coaches came up and said you handled that really well, but it was it was a little tense. That's <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> All right. So, so what do you do? I know, I know. But what, yeah. what? So, so how do you apply these curveballs to your financial life? Well, let me tell you what's been going on in my financial life. Everything's confidential, but you know, I'm hoping my wife doesn't listen to the show because I'm just going to air it out. I'm going to air out what's been going on in my life. True story. To all the way down to what happened this morning. I am bringing this up not to complain. I'm not a complainer. I'm also not bragging, though, because of how we handled it. But the point is, let's all learn from what has been going on in the Bernard household. It all started a couple months ago with all the water stuff, right? You guys remember we got uh, crazy melting and then a whole bunch of rain for the first time in a while, or first time ever, we had water in our basement. Ripped up a whole bunch of carpet. There was tons of it. Now, it wasn't inches, you know, standing water, but a whole bunch was wet. And so ripped up carpet, had to seal it, all that sort of stuff. The basement's still a wreck. Carpet has not been replaced. We still have a bunch of work to do there, but it cost a pretty penny just to fix it couple weeks after that, we have another rain, and I go back down to the basement to make sure everything's dry, and I look in the unfinished area, and I was like, no, there's water here, but it's not where it was before. What is going on here? And it was under the hot water heater. Now, I'm not complaining, because that thing could have burst, and 40 gallons could have been all over, but it was just leaking, but sure enough, that needed to be replaced. Fast forward a couple weeks, weather starts getting a little warmer, and one of these really hot days, we go to flip on the air conditioner you know, turns right on. And a couple days later, I realized this thing's just running nonstop and it's hotter than blazes in here. What's going on? Air conditioner was broken. I'm not kidding. I, and now, and now those, this, those are not free on to get fixed. There, that's a terrible okay, joke, that and that's bad. also true. But this now, guys, was this was three weeks ago. A couple days later, I'm stocking the fridge with some Gatorade fridge is broken <laughs> needs replaced <laughs> two days after that chilling we get cindy's oil changed nope the brakes are terrible and we had known something was going on so needed to replace the brakes the next day Stop the right there. garage door breaks <laughs> and then i'm not kidding the day that that happens cindy's car won't start and this morning we're putting some new grass seed down and i know you're saying you're late to the party i know I know, but we've got some uh, some um, bare patches in the lawn, so we're putting the grass seed. So turn the sprinkler system on. Pr- sprinkler was supposed to be on this morning. It was not on. I checked every, all the device, everything. It says it's on, and it's not on. So now i got to replace my board there. Any, oh, that's the board? Not, the there's board. not a geyser happening no, in the no. back corner of the yard? This I'm not making this up. That all happened within the past three months, but, but several of those items, really, it's just been in the last three weeks. And, and so how do you manage that? When yeah, that happens to yeah. you, because life is going to throw you. you. You know, we were joking before the show, and Kevin said, yeah, these things happen in threes. Uh, three to the power of three <laughs> right now, and I'm just hoping that's it. But what do you do financially when this sort of stuff happens? Yeah, I'm feeling like not a very good friend. I didn't know about half of this stuff. See, I told you I'm not a complainer. All right. Well, Except, except when I'm complaining. And, and we're not going to put you on the spot today hey, with, I'll air with it your out. story, that's, but... <clears throat> I mean, you may have a great success story in all this and how you're able to cover it because of this planning and everything. But if we if we use that as just a context or a backdrop for a, a nasty three-month period that you could be facing, you will face at some point. No doubt. Everything just converges all, all at once. It's not about having a great response when you encounter those scenarios. It's having a great preparation before you get there. That's exactly right. 
it, it is it's it's about being proactive and and so no i had no idea if the fridge was going to break or the air conditioner or any of this stuff was going to happen but yet we were prepared now i don't like it because it costs money we were prepared and you can be prepared too for those unknowns well and there's specifically two types of financial curveballs that we want to talk about today it's the quantifiable and predictable but periodic expenses, those lump sum expenses that just come around so often and um, things that you could prepare for. Maybe you even know that it's coming. You you mentioned um, Cindy's breaks. Mm -hmm. You had some suspicions, right? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't maybe a complete surprise. And you can even have an idea of what that would cost. That's one curveball to to plan for. But the other is the unpredictable, unquantifiable, the emergencies that come up that really can create a serious crisis in your financial life. How do you prepare for even those things? Mm -hmm. And we actually would, we coach people and, and we eat our own cooking here. So this is what I'm implementing. It's one system that you set up in your financial life to address both of those potential curveballs. We call it the three bank account system. Um, and it's actually three categories of bank accounts for three categories of, of purposes, if if you will. And we're going to talk about some do's and don'ts, but start breaking that down for us, Josh. Well, the one that we didn't mention, that the first of the three categories is just your normal monthly expenses. And this is usually not where curveballs are found. Right. This is where you, you know what's coming month in and month out. You know what your mortgage payment is or your rent bill. Um, those are not usually where the problems come. It's often in the the expenses that you forget about. Mm. It's the things like home repairs or car repairs. It's things like Christmas or, you know, taking a vacation. If you're not planning ahead for those things and saving ahead for them, then they can create sort of an urgency in your life that can be misconstrued as a crisis if you're not planning. So they're 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 non they're irregular they're irregular expenses. They don't happen every month, but you try to manage them within your monthly expenses and then it breaks and you feel tension and you feel stress and then, you know, another curveball happens and so on. And and then you're overwhelmed. We're going to lay out the full three bank account system, as well as some best practices from what we've seen in the trenches. That and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Do you have a plan in place, a strategy in your financial life to hit those financial curveballs that life inevitably throws at you. Hit them out of the park every single time. The slider, that's, you know, do you have a strategy for that one as well? We do. We're sharing it with you. Life's been throwing me some curveballs, and we're using that as a lesson today. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name's Mike. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. I want to say thanks to the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern, and Keene, as well as First State Bank for sponsoring the content of today's program. Actually, we've got both of them coming up as guests. We're going to do in a series about different legal issues in your financial life, especially if you own a small business, some of the decisions you need to make, and then financing for life, uh, for 
for those transitions in your business, succession and so on. So we've got that ahead over the coming weeks on the Wise Money Show. If you have a question, a comment, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to help you. You can find us online, wisemoneyradio.com. You can call us or text us, 574-222-2000. You can call or text 574 574- Two 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 thousand. Lastly, social media, including YouTube, just search Wise Money Radio, and you can catch up on previous episodes. Watch all of them right there on the YouTube channel if you'd like. All right, I told you life's been throwing me curveballs. We've been through the ringer the last three months, especially the last three weeks. All sorts of things popping up, breaking refrigerator, car, car, garage door air conditioner, all sorts of stuff. And so we started laying out the plan, the strategy, where when those things come up, you can knock them out of the park every single time. You're not going to like it, but it's better than going backwards financially. Josh, share again the high-level strategy to handle that. Well, you refer to it as the three bank account system. That's what we call it in our office. And it's it's uh, basically a way of creating or setting up your bank accounts to facilitate great budgeting, great cash flow management. The first of these three unique buckets is a checking account. We refer to it as a, the immediate spending account because money comes into this account every month and goes right back out. It's to cover those known expenses every single month, things like groceries and rent and utilities and, and things like that. There are expenses that come up every single month versus the expenses that you know will eventually come up, but they don't happen every month. Maybe they happen once a year. Maybe they happen every couple years, but, you know, you know like, like, uh, like tires mm-hmm. or car battery. That was the issue. Can, city's car wouldn't start. We need to put a couple hundred dollars into a battery. You know, those sorts of things. You know will come up, but they're not going to come up every month. That's exactly right. Those non-monthly expenses, we refer to this second bank account as the delayed spending account because you're trying to take the goodness of your checking account, where money's just flowing into it regularly, you always have the cash there, and we convert those those periodic expenses into a monthly bite-sized budget. Yeah. We want to set aside so many dollars every month to cover Christmas each year or set aside so many dollars every month to cover the next vacation that's coming up or the next battery purchase or the next tires, as you said. So we want to basically plan ahead for the things that you know you're going to spend money on. It's part of your life. It's part of funding the things that are important to you. It just doesn't come every single month. So you need to plan ahead, build up a a reservoir uh, of dollars so that when these things hit, whether they're by your choice or just out of necessity, you have the cash to cover them. That's the second of the of the three buckets. And then the third one is what happens when there is a true emergency. Because, and we're going to get into this. But the battery going out so the car doesn't start, is that truly an emergency? It might be. I would say it shouldn't. And Kevin's going to share a little bit about how to manage vehicles here in just a second. But I would say it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. But you still will have emergencies that come up in your life, a big health emergency or an interruption in your income um, any, and a significant home you know, damage, something, something like that. And so you need to have that third bank account needs to be funded as well. And that's your emergency fund. 
Okay. Yeah, and, and that is the account where you're setting aside dollars that you hope and pray you never have to tap, tap into. Yeah. And especially when bucket number two is working well, you'll find that you don't need to go to the emergency fund as often because some of the things that we often think of as emergencies really aren't, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, needing new brakes, yeah, it has to be done right now. You can't drive off uh, w- without those being fixed. But that's something that was predictable and it is quantifiable. You know you're going to have to put money into your car. Yeah, so when in a good guiding principle, and we encourage people to have guiding principles by which they live their financial life. If you have a vehicle, one of the things that you want to do, that, that, that you say, what are the layers of cost with a vehicle? I would say one layer of cost with the vehicle is what am I setting aside every month to replace this vehicle? Because mm-hmm. I know this, unless I'm going to be done driving in the next few years, I'll likely be replacing my vehicle in the next few years. So start now making that car payment. Just make it to yourself and have a, an account set up where, hey, I'm, I'm doing my car replacement fund. If you're driving a car now, you want to plan for $100 a month. I've found that in having lots of different cars and lots of different experiences, about 100 bucks a month is what it costs to maintain a car. And it's not going to cost that every time, but the battery is going to, is going to eventually is not going to work anymore. The brakes, you know, a battery is 100 bucks. Brakes are, uh, you know, my, my son's car is, he's just getting new brakes all the way around 650 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, new tires all the way around is probably about 650 bucks. So, I mean, you look at this and you say, well, I don't need to replace my brakes every month and probably not every year. Maybe it's every three, four, five years, but you, you need to be setting that money aside because a lot of times what happens, m- people look and they think, well, I, I have an emo- uh, I have a, a money problem. It's not. I have an emotional problem. Something happened to my car and it sent me in some sort of a tailspin. And then once I'm in a tailspin, I'm not able to make great financial decisions. So all of a sudden, I'm thrown into drama mode, and this is a, this is a crisis, and I can't handle it. Now I have some sort of shame that there's a problem, or I have some sort of guilt, or I bought the wrong thing, or I did the wrong thing, and now now I'm very susceptible to making really bad financial decisions. Yeah. So when these things happen, and inevitably, Mike's a great example. These things can happen. Um, when these things happen, I would say take a deep breath. And, and and you have to realize, because our minds go to immediately saying, okay, I'm, I'm predicting. So if this happened today, uh, it's only going to get worse from here. Um, and we're, we're prone to projecting. I say, don't think that way. Take some time. Get out of the emotional state. Yep. And try to say, okay, nope, I've got a plan. I've got a process. If I don't, don't get suckered into some sort of 0% interest, some sort of this, that, or the other thing. You know, Okay, I can't tell you how many folks have called me from the car dealer saying, hey, I took my car in, and it needs $900 worth of work, so I'm just going to get a new car. Yeah, yeah. Because, happens all the time. And this is what I would tell people, that the cheapest car you're ever going to drive is the one you're driving right now. So if you're saying I'm going to my I need nine hundred dollars to put into this old car, I'm just going to get a new one. Um, if you need a new car, that makes sense. If you're getting a new car to save money, 
if you won't save money. That doesn't make sense. That's that is your emotions overriding your logic, and you're going to make a mistake. Well, and obviously, we're spending a lot of time talking about the car because um, it, it does create crises for a lot of people. The the notion of being stranded on the side of the road um, or not having the dollars for a big repair can create panic for folks. But there's all kinds of categories in your life where you may. Be surprised one day that, oh, I need to go spend $700 on, you know, a new water heater or the, the new fridge that you mentioned. All these items can create crisis, and that's why bucket number two is what puts distance between you and crisis living. Or as Kevin said, the emotional decision-making that you just have to make a quick, um, you know, response, some sort of reaction to what life's throwing at you right now. Mm-hmm. The analogy that I used uh, recently when I was sharing this with some clients is uh, apparently because of the either the, the the limitations in our own eyesight or I think it's the curvature of the earth <laughs> and on the clearest day you can only see seven miles out is, is that right that's correct okay so think about that in your finances okay most people are just trying to you know they're driving their car looking straight down no look out at the horizon and you're going to build a bank account system and a budgeting system that will take you as far as your eyes can see, but then you're also going to build an emergency fund to handle the stuff you can't see, and then you're going to do the long-term planning for retirement and those big goals for all that stuff beyond seven miles out. We're going to tell you the best practices you need to put in place in order to make that horizon plan, that three-banking system, work for you. That and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. If you live in Michigan, would it ever make sense to contribute to an Indiana 529? Well, got that question coming up. We'll tell you the answer here. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Coming to you from the world headquarters of Corhorn Financial Group and the KFG Studios. My name's Mike Bernard. Across from me, Kevin Corhorn. Between us, Josh Gregory. Want to say thanks to Bethel College Adult and Graduate Studies, as well as Diane Bennett with Remax 100 for partnering with us on the Wise Money Show. We've been talking about how to hit curveballs out of the park every single time in your financial life, setting up a system so when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. You like the mixing of the analogies there? Hopefully that made sense. We're going to tell you how to... Swing and a miss. <laughs> How to implement that here in just a second. If you have any questions for us, you can reach out to us a couple different ways. Let me remind you, wisemoneyradio.com. Call or text 574-222-2000. And all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, just search Wise Money Radio. All right. So it's all about getting a system in place and getting proactive with your expenses that could be out there on the horizon and building all of that right into your budget. We call it the three bank account system. And you might have heard something called the Christmas Club or Vacation Club. It's very similar. You might have heard of something called the HSA. Very similar, where you're taking a part of your monthly budget and you're carving a certain amount aside to set it aside for upcoming expenses whenever that occurs. Where they totally missed it on the Christmas club is Christmas is not the only once a year expense. There's a whole lot of them. And so as we dive into how do you implement this and what are some of the best practices, the first best practice is you need to be honest and real. You need to look out on that horizon and say, all right, really, what's coming up? 
financially in our life. It's not coming up this month, maybe next month, or maybe in eight months, or maybe in a year or two, but be real. I don't know why, but the the example that really stands out to me, I have some clients who, huge Cubs fans, huge, I don't know what's wrong with them, huge Cubs fans, <laughs> and there's this guilt around taking a day, going to Chicago, going to a game, and so on, but he's gonna, they're going to do it. But there's this guilt. So they refuse to set money aside for it, but they still do it, and it ends up going on the credit card or breaking their monthly budget. Be real. All right, how many Cubs games do you want to go to? Figure out how much that costs each time. Multiply it by the number of times you're going to do it. Divide it by 52 and set that money aside. Same thing applies for any known upcoming expense or any potential upcoming expense. Yeah, I I like that you gave the the Cubs example because – that we would throw in the category of a want. It's not something you have to do, something you want to do, but you even need to be funding those wants that you know you're going to spend money on, as, as you said. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it may be um, clothing for the kids would be a need, but the vacation, um, th- there may be levels of want versus need there. We, we would tend to argue that you need to take a break from your work. Does that mean you are going and you know doing an all-inclusive vacation somewhere? That's that's where maybe the need became a want. But um, funding these things on an automatic basis is important. I encourage people to have a portion of their paycheck deposited into their checking account, that bucket number one we were referring to, but have an intentional portion of the paycheck also go into bucket number two to pile up in savings. If you make that a manual decision that you have to do every single month or every pay period, you're, you'll get it right sometimes, nope. but you're you'll get gonna, it wrong most of the time. You're not going to do it. And I, I wouldn't do it. Right. And I think, you know, as I think about the, the, the example of the Cubs game, there are, and statistically most people are operating from, a, they're operating on the one-day financial plan. So I'm waking up, and what's going to happen today? And I've actually worked with some small business owners. They've got a um, they've got a one day plan. And you say, well, what's your one, three, five, ten? Uh, I've got a one day plan. I'm going to show up today, do work, see what happens. <laughs> and so when you are when you're doing that and you're in responsive mode, it actually can be kind of interesting. Um, it's it it is. It's more interesting than having a plan. Having a plan can be kind of boring yeah. because I'm planning for something that I know is out there. I I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's coming. And so that is. Um, you could lose interest in that fairly quickly. So that's where I would say, and in a lucid moment when you're thinking clearly, make these decisions and erect that structure in your financial life and then let it take care of you because that will protect you. It will provide safety. It will provide peace of mind and, and it will remove stress from your financial life. You know, part of the structure that I encourage people to put in place with this three bank account system is um, to to help avoid the temptation to spend dollars that maybe you really haven't planned ahead for. And I do that by moving the emergency fund dollars to a separate bank from where I do my normal monthly or even non-monthly 
uh, spending. Mm-hmm. So, so in my opinion, bucket number one, the checking account, and bucket number two, a savings account, could be at one bank because you want to be able to move money back and forth. But the third one, the one that we hope and pray that you never have to dip into, that emergency fund, I like having that at a different institution so that when I'm in there reviewing my bank accounts, I'm, I'm not looking at this big pile of cash sitting there and having what, what economists call a wealth effect where you just kind of feel like, hey, you know, we can do some things here. We've got some <laughs> money. <laughs> and before you know it, you're spending dollars that you never really planned for yeah. just because you saw it. I, I implement that as well. I would uh, share a couple of other helpful tips. I budget weekly. I look at my I, – I tune into it every single week. I don't track receipts and all that. Don't, don't do that. that. That is an obstacle to you getting this done. It takes too much time. You plug into it once a week online, and, uh, and, and you're fine. It probably takes you 10 minutes. But this delayed spending, looking out at the horizon, I, do that every three to six months. It's going to change. You can't assume that, well, all right, I did that delayed spending thing, and it's good. No. Things are going to change. I thought my kids were going to play hockey this year, so we were setting money aside for that. Hockey is expensive, and they didn't. Okay, um, but so you bought a battery instead yeah. for your wife's but car. So, so, so you've got to You've got to. I've got some bad news. You got <laughs> to take uh, take the binoculars out, and you got to look out on that horizon every three to six months. The last one that I would say, and can I just jump in there? Yeah. So. I've been working on my diet and some other things, and I'll read these books in their general. So they say, well, eat this and don't eat this and eat this kind of uh, this kind of soup. And I'm saying, well, okay, well, that's good, but I, I can't figure it out when I go to the store. So just tell me. Mm-hmm. So, I'll just, so I'm going to give you two specific tips right now. Look, when we were talking about, Josh was saying, hey, a bank account separate from my bank. It's it's this simple. As of today, you can go online and look at Capital One. It's paying 1.6%. Yeah. Look at your local bank. It's paying a fraction of that. So it, for the money that I want to have outside of my local bank that I'm not seeing, I'm not sniffing, I'm not putting my hands on uh, on an ongoing basis, use an online money market account. If, you ha- if you're having a hard time figuring out, have your financial advisor help you or um, come and sit down with one of our awesome team members and we can help you. There's a little bit, the, the, the setting up process is a little tricky, but once you get that done, and then if you've got big cash reserves beyond the FDIC insured limits, there are ways to get around that too. There are companies like Max My Interest and some other things. So talk to us we're, or, or, or your financial advisor, your certified financial planner. We're happy to help. Now, and the last that I would, thing that I would add, if you're using a credit card for your spending and it's connected to your bank account so that you never ever pay uh, credit card interest or late fees, and as we say, credit card interest is for chumps. You do not want to pay credit card interest. When you look at the rewards program, make sure you're getting 2% back. Mm. So I would just give you, there are certain Capital One accounts where you, get, you can get 2% cash back. That's typically if you're a business, there's a, they have a Spark card where, uh, where you can get 1.5% back. There's a Fidelity um, Visa where you can get 2%. It can go right into a 529 or a different uh, investment account. Mm-hmm. So make sure when you look at your rewards program, you're getting at least 
2%. Well, so that leads into the, this uh, tip I was going to share. Do this with an accountability partner. Do this with a coach, someone who can bring creativity and accountability to, to help you implement this, tell you the stuff that you didn't quite know, and help you do the stuff that you said in this lucid moment that Kevin talked about. Help you follow through on that sort of stuff. Our certified financial planners, your certified financial planners, should be doing that for you. If you don't have one, reach out. We would love to help. One of our team members, like we said, can help you get all this set up. If you live in Michigan, should you ever have an Indiana 529 plan? We've got that question and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Thank you for being with us today. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard alongside Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. If you've missed anything, I, you know, I'm first going to point you to the YouTube channel. I know I promote that um, quite frequently, but we just had a lot of extra bonus content um, over over the break about how to implement the three bank account system, especially the delayed spending. And all that extra content is there on the YouTube channel. We press play when, when, we're, when the show starts and we or we press record on the video and it just goes for however long the show is and so you've got all that content right there so go to youtube just search wise money radio you can subscribe to it and and get all the normal content on air and then the stuff off air as well you can also find the show on the uh, on itunes and google play and our podcast search wise money with corhorn financial group lastly online wisemoneyradio.com so we've been talking about putting a structure in your financial life so that when life throws you curveballs, you hit it over the fence every single time. And we're transitioning now into my favorite segment of the show, and it's listener questions. So we have a question here from Jerry's and Niles. He said, I hear you guys talk about the Indiana 529 college savings plan a lot. That's not just for college anymore. But I live in Niles, so I can't set one up. My daughter and I run a business in Indiana. She lives in Mishawaka, so I give her $5,000 each year instead so that she can put that money into the 529 plan account for my grandkids. That way she gets the credit. Is that right? Or should I be doing something different? It's a great question. I, I feel like there's a, a few different principles uh, or, or issues at play here. For starters, let's start with the, the one that's maybe more universal to everyone who's listening, and it's the question of, does the state that you contribute to matter, mm-hmm. right? If, if you live in Michigan, do you use a Michigan plan? If you live in Indiana, do you use an Indiana plan? The, the reality is that you can use any of the states prior to Indiana really getting their plan as sweet as it is today, we used to use the Virginia plan most often because we liked the investment options that they had. Mm-hmm. But um, Fidelity has a good one. Fidelity, I think that's New Hampshire. New Hampshire, yeah. uh, They've got good investment options. Yeah. So, so you could base this decision on which investments are, work the best for you, but what tipped the scales for us and made us always talk about the Indiana plan when we're talking to Indiana residents or people who pay taxes in Indiana um, little hint, hint there for for Jerry here. Um, w- what tip the scales is the extra tax benefits that you get by using your state's 
plan um, in Indiana, they give you a tax credit that shows up on your Indiana tax return. That's what Jerry's been trying to take advantage of for his daughter's sake. Mm-hmm. He's been giving her money to put into a plan in her name so that she gets the tax benefits. Yeah, and so that's the that's the key thing, Jerry. If you have Indiana income and you pay Indiana taxes on that, you can get a credit for up to $1,000, but it's against the state tax portion, not the local tax portion. That's right. So right. there's a there's a state and local if you're in St. Joseph County and so or Elkhart most counties anyway. So I would I would want to be aware of that. So I mean your your question is is that right? I think if you have the resources, for sure it makes sense to gift that to your daughter in Indiana and let her take advantage of the credit. If you are paying Indiana state taxes and you can do the same thing, do the same thing. That's what stood out to me. If you own a business in Indiana, then you are actually filing an Indiana tax. Well, let me, well, if there's Jerry's, profit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, but Jerry's describing really Kevin's situation and my situation. Mm-hmm. We live in Michigan, but... Uh, our, our owner's in a business that operates in Indiana, so we file an Indiana tax return every year. Yep. Um, we have to pay tax on the profit in Indiana, and because of that, it makes us eligible to contribute to the Indiana 529 plan and get this sweet credit that we're talking about. Because you're paying Indiana state tax, even though you're not a resident of Indiana State because you have a business here. And so, yeah, what stands out to me, Jerry, I think that would apply to you. And and then I think I see Josh's wheels spinning. We're going to get to, okay, what role should you be playing? Um, but that's actually yeah. not where my mind's going. Okay. Uh, there, there's one thing that stands out to me, and it's related to the professionals in Jerry's life. The accountant didn't catch this. The financial advisor didn't catch this or investment advisor or whoever he, he maybe works with. The, the question is, are they talking because one maybe knows that you contributed or you're, you're you're doing this gifting strategy to your daughter. The CPA would never know that. All they're doing is just taking your tax documents and getting the returns filled out. If If they're not aware of what's going on in your overall financial life, the goals that you're pursuing, where you're directing dollars, that sort of thing, then this opportunity for you to open a 529 plan um, it isn't going to be on anyone's radar screen. That is why we believe in having a certified financial planner in your life who takes a comprehensive approach. They're the glue along with you that pulls all the professionals, all the different um, investment um, perspectives together and makes sure that these types of opportunities don't slip through the cracks. That you have one plan. That you have one plan where it's not, well, I've got an insurance plan, and I've got my investment plan, and I've got my estate plan. Nope, it's all tied together, and you've got one plan. Your comprehensive financial planner should be doing that for you. Yes. Absolutely. And one of those issues that they will talk about, Josh, that, that is a higher, that's, 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 the right, that's the right thing to point out. A sub-layer of that, part of that comprehensive financial plan, you need to answer what role should you play in funding college for your grandkids. I love the idea, Jerry, that you want to help with that. And so just talk to your wife if you're married and talk to your daughter and come up with a plan how much, you know, what will my role be? 
because if your daughter's not able and she hasn't been contributing to the account, I love the idea of still gifting to her so she gets some tax benefits. But we just told you you could get some tax benefits too. So should you gift to your daughter and do one for you? Well, you don't want to have too much money in the 529, but it might make a uh, be a great strategy if that fits in your overall financial life and that's one of your financial goals. And and you and remember Jerry you can still put money into a 529 plan in Michigan and get some tax benefit as yeah, it's well. A, it's a deduction. Right. Yeah. So this is where you want to say what what are the financial priorities and at what level are they funded and some people have everything funded so jerry if you've got everything funded and you've got surplus money there you go this is this is a way that you, a way that you can squeeze a little more goodness out of the deal um, but if you don't have the, your other financial priorities funded at the right levels and that's why again um, at the risk of beating a dead horse you know josh said work with a financial advisor work with someone who is advising you not selling you mm. because you you don't have the if you don't have the right stuff in place right now Jerry it's because someone made a decision I will try to sell Jerry this and I won't sell Jerry that and so if they've decided they're not going to show you their wares over here you're not getting sold that you don't even have a chance to buy it and I'm saying no don't do that work with someone who can advise you on these things and help you make these decisions within the context of the rest of your financial life Kevin you're totally you're totally right I, I got to sneak this uh, next question because it deals with what we were talking about most of the show it's from Emily she's in South Bend lived in the area for two years and it's clear that my car is just not safe for these Midwest winters currently I drive in 2011 Ford Focus there's only 80,000 miles on it I'd like to make a switch to something safer. What do you think? I think, Emily, if I was your brother, I would tell you at 80,000 miles, your car is barely broken in. Mm-hmm. So, get some snow tires. Get get some all-weather tires. Uh, I've got a friend. He's a car guy, um, and he has uh, he has two different sets of tires. Oh, and my he, word. He yeah. changes, he changes them. so, so he's, up. <laughs> and he loves it. He loves it. But he'll put the winter cars on usually November, take them off uh, in April, and the, the winter tires, and yeah. Yep. So... That's a cheaper way to go about it. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, there's plenty of people here in the Midwest who can get around in a Ford Focus. It's every year we have to kind of relearn how to drive in the snow and whatnot. But maybe making a small investment in different tires. Maybe it's making sure you've got a good battery so you know it's going to start every time you go out um, in the parking lot or whatever. And, and emotionally, Emily, if you need a new, if emotionally you need a new car run to your financial planner and say, hey, can we start planning for a new car? I need to get one as quickly as possible. Help me walk through this transition. Yep. All right. That is all the time we have for today. Thanks for your questions. On behalf of Josh Gregory, Kevin Corhorn, and myself, and everyone at Corhorn Financial Group, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.